0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 39 of the Showbound podcast presented by Axel Watches. I'm your host Michael Raskin here alongside my co-host and San Jose Sharks prospect Ethan Cardwell. That'll never get old just say in San Jose Sharks prospect cards. How's it going man?
1: Uh, it's pretty good you know just uh, another day another dollar. I leave in like 12 days so I'm just kind of grinding now like every day just wake up go to the gym skate come home rest skate again like workout just getting in a routine to kind of get myself into the best shape I can when I get down to San Jose. So there's not too much fun happening a little bit of golf here and there. But other than that, it's probably pretty strict uh, schedule right now.
0: Are you nervous at all yet? Or do you think you will be when you go?
1: (laughs) No, I don't think so. Like not for development camp. Like maybe when I get down there for main camp, and I see like, guys like eric carlson and brent burns hit the ice like that'll be a little bit intimidating for i'd just me, be but... scared
0: to see burns like in general he's just a scary looking guy
1: yeah i don't i don't know man like I, I don't get like easily intimidated in life or anything like that or nervous often but i'm sure stepping out onto that rink like uh down in san jose like the nhl ice with those big dogs i'm gonna be like crapping my pants a little bit
0: Yeah, Um, we got to talk about the golf video for the people who haven't seen it yet or the people who have, but um, now that everyone, now it's out there on the YouTube, everyone should check it out if you haven't, by the way. Showbound YouTube, check out the Showbound Showdown where we lost on the fourth playoff hole to Owen Tippett and Cole Perfetti. And uh, I mean, we can just quickly break it down. I talked about it last week, how it wasn't a good performance out of either of us. But I mean, just when I watched it back, I was fine for the most part other than the greens like and it was just horrendous on the greens man but other than that like i think i made it worse in my head than i than i actually was but definitely on the greens it was just like a horrible and i got chirped on my own instagram for it not even on the show one
1: <laughs> <laughs> people just rinsing you i eh? but yeah no like it wasn't a great round for us like even me personally i was kind of hit i was hitting it all over the place i putted pretty well actually that day though but yeah your your putting was just a little bit off but like honestly, like everyone should go check it out. Like we get what 70, 80,000 listeners a week on this. So if everybody goes and checks that out, uh, this video could pop off. So we'd really appreciate everyone's support. Like Rask put countless hours in flight golf. Um, everyone go to their, uh, website, golfflight.com and use our yeah. code Showbound for 15% off at checkout. Like they put so much time and effort into uh, into our video along with the camera crew. So like everyone would just really appreciate it. Uh, All the support we could get on this video would mean a lot for us and kind of see going forward if we would do something like this again, or like something else. So everyone go check it out. Let us know what you think. Drop a thumbs up. That would be greatly appreciated. But yeah, no, it wasn't our greatest round, but uh, we had fun.
0: And even though we lost, like the finish was thrilling, man, the way that video ended and, um with two close putts that both of you guys kind of should have made fets in you and it was just very it made for a dramatic ending going to the putt off and all that it was it was entertaining i'd recommend it not. even if you don't want to sit through an hour video like skip to the last five ten minutes i mean it's it's an exciting just those playoff holes is pretty cool so check that out um now last episode where it was just you and i cards we we got way into all the nhl news and all that which was cool we don't really do it too much here and um, I don't really want to get into all the moves that have been going down because there's so much happening in the NHL. And we've kind of talked about this on earlier episodes. We're not trying to be like a hockey news podcast. No one's turning on Showbound to listen to, to the news really, but there's yeah. just one I wanted to touch on. Cause we went in depth about it last week, the Mark Andre Fleury trade. Since then it's come out that he will play for Chicago, which I actually said on the pod. So we can count that for our fifth right prediction in a row. Um, but yeah, now Chicago's like officially a wagon. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, and they picked up Tyler Johnson. Uh, so, yeah, they're a wagon. We mentioned it, and we have this clip. We have it from last week, actually. So that's the clip we're going to use when like they're in the Cup Finals next year. And me and Rasp think we're like the best thing ever. Call on Chicago, but yeah, they they're definitely a wagon, no doubt.
0: Yeah, um, let's uh, let's mention our guest this week. Oh yeah, great interview. We got Matt Loft who just signed with the Nashville Predators and played the last four years with the LA Kings and down in the AHL with the Ontario Reign. He was up and down. And this was an awesome interview. It was really funny. Great guy. I'm excited to get this one uh, over to you guys. But before we do, I just want to say, attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code showbound. Ready for an out of world experience, fellas? Look no further than the performance package 4.0 from Manscaped that has just taken off in not only the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Inside this package, you'll find their new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. First scheduled for liftoff, the new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. This spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, butt, and even Uranus. This fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor a new multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock and is even waterproof. Lamora 4.0 also has a 4,000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when needed for a more precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker. It's like having a little astronaut to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ears. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. That one's always a mouthful to say. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe <laughs> technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Don't forget to use the crop Preserver ball deodorant and their crop reviver toner to help you, to help your little planets be on their a game while feeling the sun's heat. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package four the Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. Abort hairy balls and Buzz Lightyear that Woody with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOWBOUND at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOWBOUND at Manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your Spaceballs will thank you. And with all that being said, now we'll send it over to Matt Love.
1: All right, Luffer, welcome to the pod. Glad to have you on. Yeah, thanks, boys. Really pumped to be on it. Yeah, so um, as we all know, uh, big contract with uh, Nashville now. So how, how's the offseason been kind of preparing for your first year in Smashville?
2: Good, kind of uh, knew going into the off-season that I was most likely to end up being a free agent and uh, you know get that second opportunity with a new team and kind of just get that change of scenery and I think that's something uh, I was really excited for I mean I had a great four years in LA and I thanked them for everything I mean not every day a team takes a chance on a free agent and uh, kind of did that and kind of just showed me the ropes for four years and I mean about going to Nashville was exciting they're a young team with the spots earn there and then you know, it's just all summer. It's just work towards that. You want to be a full-time NHL player at the end of the day. And I think that's something I'm striving to be. And I think it's just exciting. I mean, heading down there pretty soon. And I think just getting that chance to uh, put that jersey on and play in front of those fans will be unreal.
1: Yeah, for sure. And uh, like you said, they're off-season big one, and you got to earn your spot. So, like, what kind of stuff have you been doing this off-season to to prepare and get ready for camp? Uh, Just kind
2: of keep the same – as like most summers I'm back with uh, Matt Nickel down in uh, the hangar over the North York area right by uh, Chestwood which most DHL kids will know and then just skating with uh, Josh Roble out of Oakville and doing some power skating on the side
1: For sure and uh, stuff you like to do for fun I know we talked about you golf and anything else you're into in the summer
2: You know I play with all the boys like yeah Tippy on the podcast I saw him on the old, uh, what, the old showbound uh sandbagger thing there and I was kind of curious for him for, if he had any hosels. So he's a big eight iron hosel guy, which I, I get on the belt. But you no know, uh, golf follow guys from the gym. And just, you know, it's kind of nice to uh, step outside that hockey bubble in the summer and just, you know, work on something else. Yeah, for sure. What was like the contract negotiation process
0: like going in as a free agent? You don't know where you're going to be. Was it stressful? And like, how did it kind of go down?
2: Yeah. Like, kind of stressful because with the new CBA you can't meet with teams like five days in advance anymore uh that was taken out so like you kind of go on like cold turkey like no one no one can talk to you so you don't know what's going on but you know my agent had a couple feels Tuesday night about like what might go on and like who might be interested so we kind of talked that Tuesday night but you know he had kind of bigger things to uh take on with that flurry trade and everything but we had a quick chat and he kind of listed a couple teams and Nationals of those teams so to get that uh that call Wednesday, it was kind of nice, and I was golfing too, so a uh, quick funny story about that, I was getting a couple of calls before, and I was like mid-swing, so I'd stop and like check my phone and like spam calls, I'm like, yeah, I'm not answering my phone, so I could hear it go off, and I kind of just left in the car, like, oh, it's probably like another spam call, and then I took like my agent to call me, and then kind of said National and then uh, he just called me and said we worked on it, so like, he got me like my uh, guaranteed money and all that, so it was just yes or no, which was a pretty easy yes.
0: Yeah, not bad. Nashville's a sixth spot. Um one of the questions that was like a fan question, but I wanted to ask it now, is there any players you're really excited about? I mean, obviously like, you know, you can say all of them, but anyone in specific you're excited to play with there?
2: Yeah, I mean uh I mean, wow, where do you start at like you know Mark Johansson's Unreal? Oh well, not his Mark, Ryan Johansson's Unreal, then you got like Yossi who's unbelievable on D. I mean, I got walked by him the year he won the Norris, so I got to see my clip on uh, ESPN a couple times, and I was like, oh, boy. And then it looked like Matthew Shane reached out, and he's unreal. And then, I mean, like, you just looked down that roster. Good young skill, and I think uh, that's what you need. Like, they just got that Cody Glass kid from Vegas, and, you know, I see him a lot being in that Western-Pacific division. So, I mean, it's going to be good, I think, uh, going in. he's going to have to work hard to get a spot, but I think just working with those guys and seeing how they – our pros will be pretty cool.
1: Yeah. You've been pretty lucky too, with your NHL career and going to nice spots. I mean, LA and Nashville can't complain about that.
2: Yeah. The no snow is real nice, but I mean, hey, I would take, you know, any kind of contract wherever it is, but yeah, those two spots are pretty nice.
1: Yeah. And another beautiful spot that you played is, uh, is Belleville. So we're going to take it back to your, uh, your first year and uh, Belleville's last year in existence, actually. So what was it like playing there in their final season?
2: It was real good. I mean, we had a real, we had a really hot start, but then, uh, things just started to fizzle out. We started to trade a couple guys to different teams. And I mean, the fan base there was unreal. I think we started selling out once, the uh, most games and once we got, got like broke news that we were selling and we were leaving, like the fans really us into open arms and really celebrated that last like hurrah with us. And then we lost in the first round to Barry there. But I mean, You walk around that city, like, you're being recognized. And as a seven-year-old kid who just played midget hockey, you know, the year before, like, it's not really something I'm used to, like, go for breakfast and people are like, oh, I loved your game the other day or, like, we're really excited to see you guys play this weekend. So it was cool and it kind of gave you a taste for, like, what comes up in, like, the pro level. Like, you kind of just got to conduct yourself as a pro no matter where you are whether you're walking around the mall or just grabbing by tea, like, people kind of know who you are and you kind of just got to represent yourself and your team in a proper way.
1: Yeah, and just quickly, I mean, you probably get asked it all the time about, like, playing that midget year. Like, So I'm just curious, like, were you not as good or were you kind of just overlooked? Or or how did it work with your OHL draft not panning out maybe and then you being a second-year guy out of midget?
2: Yeah, like, my OHL or my uh, minor midget team was really good. I think uh, we had almost everybody but one kid drafted. I think I was, like, one of the last kids to go in the seventh round. But we had four or five first round picks and everything so we're a good team in the oakville we won the hl cup but i mean wouldn't say like i was a late developer i think i was like when i was in the i was 5-7 like 135 145 my draft year and then hit a growth sport to what i am now and i think it just took like you know my feet to grow with my body and like that get the you know the quickness going again so i think uh when I went to camp my first year with the Belleville there, they're kind of just like, you know, get an impression, go back, and, like, we'll see what goes on. And then junior A is also, like, another step up because you're going from playing against kids your own age. So guys that are twenty, twenty one who are legit men. And I talked to Oakville, and they kind of gave me that AP card, and I signed it, and I just went back to the Oakville Medgie, and I think that's the best thing I ever did in my career. I kind of preach the kids who are, you know, in between that stage of, like, just starting, like, late puberty and all that and just say, hey, man, like, it's not. It's not terrible. Like, it's probably my best year of hockey ever had in my life. Like put up really good numbers, and like I had offers to go D1, I was into hockey, so it's just like one of those where I think you just kind of you like yeah, you got all your pride of it. Cause, you know You got to tell kids you play major hockey. It's obviously not the coolest thing, but it's all your pride and you get going, and you know what? It's just fun. Like I had the best year.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned B1 offers. Like, were you ever thinking about that? Or were you just like solely, I want to go to the O, I want the quickest path to pro? Or was that not even a thought? And you were just like, hey, I like the OHL?
2: No, we kind of just, we listed up pros and cons both. Like, my parents are huge on school. So, obviously, education was, like, a main thing. And that's the only reason I think I really went to Bellaville I ended up with a really good package there. But, yeah, like, I sat down in my backyard. I just remember I signed with the Oakville Blades Junior A team with the card and was going to commit to university. Then I was just, sat my parents down. I was just like, hey, like, I think I want to go to the OHL. Like, we're getting a school deal of it. Like, it's all paid for. Like, i do not got to worry about it. Like, as soon as you sign this thought of line, like, all four years paid for. I was like, you know what? If it works, it works. If It doesn't, it doesn't. Like, this is just something I want to do. And they sat back and said, you know, we support you. Like, we're excited to see what goes on. And you know, luckily it worked out. But, I mean, either way, like, it was just such a great three years in the OHL.
0: Yeah, that's really fascinating. And then, obviously, Belleville goes to Hamilton. Talk about uh, your time in Hamilton. I mean, you come there and their their first season back there, well, first season as an OHL team. And uh, how did you en- enjoy that experience, like, new city, um, the
2: fan base, getting excited about a new team? How was that for you? Yeah, I loved it. I mean, uh, I knew Anne who ended up buying Belleville really well. So, as soon as we got into summer, I got back to Oakville, like, I got right into the community, wanted to meet everyone and just, you know, start meeting the fans and you know what, they're really receptive of us. They're really excited to get a full HL team in there of kids who are young and driven, who want to, you know, end up winning a championship that one year. And then just guys that are trying to make it to the next level, like junior hockey is probably the best thing to play. I loved it. It's fun. And I think just uh, playing in Hounds was unreal. Like it's close to home. Well, like my, my buddies go all come. Like I end up living at home for the two years I was there, but I mean, I don't think I would want to play anywhere else. Like, if I didn't make it my 20-year-old year in Ontario, I was going right back to Hamilton to play another year there. But best thing is, like, I'm still going for lunch and everything with, like, the equipment guys, like, even, like, a couple of the cops that work downtown. Like, I'm going for dinner with him and his uh, fiance the other week. So, a lot of friendships you build, and I think uh, it's the best organization, like, you can put up there in London and such. Like, it's just first class. Yeah, it's kind of booming
0: now too with like the new rink plans and stuff like that. It's gonna be, it's gonna be sick. um Did you play with my buddy Wally there, Connor Walters? you guys. Remember? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you yeah, think of that guy? Of big he's,
2: Wally. he's yeah, big Wally. He's an absolute beast. What do you think of him? Yeah, I love Wally. Wally was a great guy. We traded for him from Owen Sound, I think. Yeah. Halfway through that first year in uh, Hamilton, and he was great. I mean. He was a solid D-man to have. Like, you can put him with a guy. I think we played him with, like, Ben Gleason, who's offensive and really talented. And, like, Wally scored. I think an OT winner for those guys to send him into, like, the conference finals when it was in, when they won that cup run. But I think just Wally was a great room guy. Like, you know, so, like, just got got all the jokes. Like, it could be a tight scenario, but you got Wally making jokes. So, He was great. Uh, I saw he, I think, signed the the Coast, so good for him, but I think he'll do well, and he eats pucks, so it's always good to see. Oh,
0: yeah. So just, like, kind of one more Hamilton question. I know you're – we already kind of mentioned, for those who aren't aware, the listeners, you weren't drafted to the NHL. You did sign as a free agent. So I just want to know, you know, your point production in the O kept growing year to year until your third year. You had a big year. What kind of changed – each year was it just a confidence thing an age thing how did that go for you
2: yeah my rookie year was pretty good i, I had nine goals and i think i finished with like 31 points so it was pretty good i was just like olympic size ice and belleville it's tough like like i said i went to that growth spurt where i grew from like five nine to i think six two in that year so like just like i think like my feet grew and everything so like just like that in itself like that's a big knock on me, like I mean, like is that couldn't skate so Came into that summer, going into year two, where I'm like going back to like regular size ice for all. What did you the way HL, 68 games. So I go back, so I'm like working my skating and everything, because I mean, that's the knock on me, like can't skate and a little bit inconsistent on like scoring all that. So kind of just went back to that second year and then um, second year starts and just, you know, I had a pretty good start and I got a pretty bad concussion, missed a lot of time. But during that time, like just rest, recover through that, and then I just grinded it out when I got back in the lineup, just keeping making sure like, even if not point productions, like I'm playing well in all three zones. And then went to LA that summer, uh, went to dev camp and they kind of told me at the end of dev camp, like, hey, come to rookie. And uh, we're not saying like, you'll get a contract, but there, there's contracts available. And then I just did rookie camp in Arizona there. And I think we played them twice. And then I remember we were going home from the airport and they called me over and was, hey, like, we're going to send you back uh, tomorrow. Because Hamilton plays in Mississauga for the season opener, so they're okay, like, "Perfect, thanks for having me." And then they're like, "Oh, but first we want to sign you." And I was like, "Oh my God!" So like, it's like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. in Toronto. So I'm calling my parents. They're not picking up. And I so I call my mom. Like, like they call me back. Like, what's going on? Like I was like, "Oh, like I'm coming home tomorrow." All right, so I'm like, oh, like, that's good. Like, can't put one well. like, am yeah, Like, I'm gonna sign tomorrow. And My mom was like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, like I'm gonna sign tomorrow." So she's like, "Kevin, like wake up, like my dad." So like wakes up my dad and then like they turn on the lights. And I told my parents I don't think my mom slept the whole night. Like I think she texted me the whole time. So that's a pretty cool experience. And year three I kind of just went into it as a growth experience. Like I want to show LA that you know what like, when it comes down to it like I can get black days at the end of the year and kind of uh, solidify like a good chance to play for the rain the next season. So just kind of worked there
1: and just went from there. And then luckily made Ontario, which would have been my O A year you kind of mentioned it there, but like your first NHL contract, like mind you, you're a free agent guy and you're at camp and you probably don't have these expectations. Like, you know, it could be a possibility if you play like really well and stuff, but like, was there any other teams that were interested or was it just like LA loved you and you performed well for them and they just jumped on you when they could?
2: Yeah. Like, so it was the NHL draft and, or the NHL draft it was it would have been my second year I re-entered it. So I was just sitting there and it was like round four and I was like, not expecting a draft, like, re tough, like, you know, they got guys that age and all that, but, so I was just sitting there, like, seeing maybe something would go down, because I had a pretty good second year, so I was like, all right, like, we'll see what goes on, and then I remember LA rang uh, my agent, my agent rang me, and was like, hey, uh, it's like, round four, like, LA doesn't want to take you, but they're gonna, they want to invite you to camp, and I was like, awesome, he's like, they had a good relationship, LA with some agency, like, there was, like, Pearson and a bunch of guys in that agency, in my agency already on LA. So I was like, perfect, let's do it. And then you see kids that go through like one camp to another camp back in the day. I don't know if many do it now, but we're like there's weeks like they're like a week apart so you can bounce back but my unit's like, we'll just do that one. Like there's a good chance you can go and try and get a job there. And I was like perfect. So I just went and teams were like I think I got like one team that in front like, Hey do you want to pick you? And my like, no like He's good. Like, so it was pretty cool. But I mean, to get that call and only going to camp was just like, it was like, I could be just good at that. Like that's a dream come true in itself. Like getting to go to one Los Angeles and two being part of like the Kings where they want to touch a, like a run those two years. And so it was pretty cool to walk into and just know that like teams can notice your hard work and you know, going to that camp was really exciting.
0: Well, I, I just want to know about, before we even talk about on the ice, just the off-ice, the L.A. lifestyle, living on the beach. Like, how how was it there, off the ice? Yeah,
2: so, like, uh, I got really lucky. So, year one, we lived in Ontario the full year. So, like, it wasn't bad. Like, it was great. Had this place covered to our gardens where it was just a sweet, like, outdoor shopping mall, which, obviously, I haven't seen before, being from Canada where it snows. Then year two, three, four, we ended up with – uh the well, HL team moved to El Segundo where the practice rink is. So we're all there. And then I lived with Matt Molson in my second year. So that's the year I made my, my NHL debut and all that. So like, that was really cool. We lived in a sweet house with his two kids and his wife. And he was unreal to have like, no better guy to lean on. That guy that kind of was similar to me. Like we signed, we actually signed the same like entry of a contract my and all that. And then, so like we went through that and went through uh and attending year three, me, Cal Pearson, Sean Walker, uh, rented house right on the beach. So like, walk out and it's like sand. And I was like, this is unreal. Like, but the thing is, like, those houses are sold. So there's no AC. So, like, when you get down in like, midsummer, it's like, your house is, like, 95. So I remember, like, I was building my bed. And I was, like, just getting pelted with the heat. And I was, like, laying down. I could just, like, get up. And you could see my whole body of just, like, where I was laying. I was like, this sucks. So you got to buy like a bunch of fans and everything. And we drew like straws and I got the worst room. So I got like this little shoe box where like, I can't put like an AC vent in the window. Cause my window doesn't open properly. It's, like those guys are getting like the, like the portable window things. So there are rooms like 68. I'm living outside in like a sauna. So I'm like, this sucks, but it was great. Like they living with those guys. this sweet. Like we had a rooftop. So like you watch sunset, like right over the ocean, which is beautiful. And then, Last year I lived in a little condo complex right on the beach again with I think there was like 18 rooms. I think there was like twelve of us in there. So like feel bad for the six other people that had to deal with. you know, AHL and HL guys buzzing through there on different schedules and like different days off.
0: I heard just going back to Matt Molson, um, one of your teammates there, Phil Maia, told me that he like adopted you when you guys were living out on Hermosa Beach there. Any any like funny
2: stories together? Yeah, I'll actually tell you how it came like about me living with him so like first off Phil my great guy Love Philly but, we had him yeah, on the pod but, earlier oh did you uh, no, yeah. but yeah he's a sweet dude he's unreal but yeah so uh Mollis came to the team halfway through my rookie year in Ontario and obviously like growing up from like Toronto and everything for like Matt Mollis like a household name like the guy talked tw- 25 plus for like 4 straight years played with John Tavares and all that so he came over and like we would golf and all that. And then I was getting like my wisdom teeth, one of them taken out, like just because it was infected. So I took it out, but I still wanted to golf because like it was my first time. Mo was like, You want to golf? I was like, Gotta make it. And he's like, Man, like if you can't play, it's fine. So I grinded through like 12 holes. And I was like, Most. I was like, I actually can't. I can't take pain anymore. And he was like, <laughs> He's like, Yeah, it's fine. Like you can go. And I was like, Perfect. So then season ends and all that. And then I, he sends me like, Where he's going to live? And I was like, Oh, like, do you need like, like a babysitter full time babysitter. I like got babysit the kids just like live in there and like a day later he called me and I was grabbing drinks in LA with a couple of teammates so I and he's like get outside So I call so I'm like outside he's like do you want to live with us? Yes or no And I was like yeah 100%. He's like you don't have to answer right now but like let me know more. I'm like no like I'm in. He's like okay like this isn't like you're and then like you leave like the next day like you're 100% I'm like yeah perfect I'm in all that So, like, that's how it ended up living. But I didn't really know his wife that well. So camp started, and Matt had to go to Buffalo to do medicals because he's still part of the Sabres. So I was moving in when he wasn't there yet. So, like, I had to meet, like, the wife for the first time and everything while I'm moving into the house. So it was kind of crazy, but now, like, I'm going down there next Thursday to go for his number guests and all that. So it's probably, like, they're my second family. Like, I love them, and, you know, they're unreal. Like, it's the best time ever, like probably like the best year in la i had was living with them and like getting to be with the kids and all that it's like building again all over yeah that's
1: it's actually that's pretty awesome. sick too and you're at you're living with like a guy who's so gross too it's like it's not like he's just some bum like this guy was a star in the show for a while but
2: it's and like we were line mates in the a and everything so he would always give it to me like it, it, it would always just be something like we could always talk about it at the house or whatever because like there was time in the a i'd shoot pucks from like the corners and, everything and He'll just come back to the bench. He's like, what are we doing? Like shooting pucks in the corner. We don't do that. <laughs> so he kinda like he kinda like helped me through that where he's just like, you no, know, hold on like we're making plays. Like we're not shooting pucks on that, street pucks on that. <laughs> That's awesome,
0: man. And uh I I think I saw he just signed another year with uh, Hershey,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. He's going so, back for he's still well, playing I time like, this guy's throwing up points yeah. for games at what is he, like thirty, I think what is he, thirty three now? Thirty four?
0: Like that's just insane. Like Yeah. You know, we just quickly mentioned your line mates with them in the A. They're just how was your adjustment uh, in that first full year to the AHL? Like how did you find it coming from the O? Uh,
2: honestly, like it wasn't like I you know, you guys here as pros all year and like I got a little taste of it going black acing after playoff my last year in the L. And I think like through there like you kinda like learned those two, three games I played, but I was also there for like a month and a half playing. But we had Mike Stuthers as a coach who just got a job in Anaheim as assistant. And he's probably my favorite coach I've ever had, like by far, like just the way he like approaches it for the young guys and like how he like holds like everybody accountable. Like I don't think I would have been ready at like 21 to play in the NHL like when I did. It's like that first year you made sure like you play in like most preseason games in the A. So like you kind of get your feet wet. And then it's, like, you play that hard style where, like, guys are bound for jobs. Like, there's guys that are just, like, full-time AHLers who are, like, feeding their families off the paycheck. Like, you want a corner, like, a guy's going to try and, like, run you through the glass. So like, it's just kind of, like, that transition where, like, the OHL, like, you have guys that are, like, whatever. Like, my last year. I'm just here for, like, fun versus guys who are now, like, got family of, like, three or two and, like, it's their legit job. Like, this is, like, they come out every night and perform like obviously I was treating like a job too like I, I want to play an NHL and all that but that's the biggest thing like you're paying it's like full-on men who who want to like put you through the glass or like want to send a statement and you're like so you learn that real quick but I think just like you just got to learn that like the speed comes out a lot quicker.
1: Did Did you have like a moment in the A in your first year it's like welcome to the league and I just like a grizzled vet just murdered you?
2: Not not even my first year, my black ace year, my first ever HL game were in Stockton. And they had Jamie Devane, who luckily is the nicest guy ever, and played Ontario my year after, and they had I think Brandon Bolick. And I dumped a puck in and I just turned and like almost elbowed Jamie Devane in the face. And I went back to the bench and was like T V tunnel in Stockton. There's no like glass between the bench. Like you can like fully come over. So like I'm sitting on the edge of the bench, and, like, I feel like someone hit me with a stick. And I was, like, so I, like, look down, and it's, like, Bullock and Devane sitting up on the board, like, looking at me. And they're, like, like, they're saying, like, things, like, what are you doing? Like, pick your head up. Like, you do that again. Like, we'll kill you. And, I was, and they're, like, and I was, like, what is going on? And I was, like, and I didn't say anything of like that. And they kept going. I was, like, like, who are you two? And then we go going between periods, going to, like, first intermission. He throws, like, a stat pack at me. He goes, these are here for a reason. This is not the way Joe, like, start reading these. And I was like, Jamie Devane, like, six foot four, two, like, 25, like, 100-thumb and 10s I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to die. <laughs> so I remember I left that game. I was like, oh, my God. So, like, my coach's favorite story to tell anyone whenever he talks about me is that story. And then my first ever skate when I got back home was just me and Jamie Devane with, like, a skills coach. I was like, oh, my God. And luckily he didn't remember it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And you, Luffer gets home, first skill skate of the summer, just gets ran through the glass. The guy goes, keep your head up everywhere, kid.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but I was, like, my welcome to, like, the league, like. Yeah. just, like, so, like, now, like, I'm not a big chirp, anyways, but, like, now it's just, like, I go through the stat pack pre-games. I'm, like, all right, who is in my vicinity just in case I say something? (laughs)
1: Yeah, you got to know where you're chirping. In the O, it's kind of free reign, but I guess we'll get there, hopefully. Yeah, I feel
2: you get, like, the respect, like, as the years go through. But, like. (laughs) <laughs> they don't care in the NHL like I fought my second year in the NHL just because I tripped like, the guy and he came out of the box and just like jumped me. I was like whatever but like yeah like there's just there's just guys that you just don't say anything to and that was like probably the biggest like welcome to like pro hockey like shut your mouth like you're 19.
1: <laughs> That's awesome but uh going up to like LA talking about that now like your first NHL game you got it really early like was it a surprise to you to get the call that earlier or were you playing really good hockey? And like, how did it go down? How did you get the call? How did you find out you were playing? And like, the whole day off.
2: Yeah, like we came <sighs> home from Iowa in the NHL. Like we had a weekend series there, so we went out as a team like the night before and everything, just celebrate. Like I think we won or something, but like the boys just go out. Like, so, like we went out and I, we came home and everything, but, like, in the A, like, you take two flights, and, like, you take the earliest flights, so, like, you go out for, like, dinner and drinks, and you come back, and, like, you set an alarm for, like, 4.30, you're taking, like, a 5 a.m. bus to the plane, and you're connected in, like, Vegas, Vegas to L.A., so, like, you get back, you're gassed, so like, I'm gas. I'm, like, taking a nap, and I remember, like, I just kept hearing my phone go off, I was, like, what's going on? So, like, finally, I'm, like, all right, like, whatever, I'll look at my phone, so, I pick up my phone, and it's, like, Bunch of missed calls. I was like, "Oh my god!" It's so like Glenn Murray, who is like one of their development guys, who moved up to the ranks now, who I think is head of development now, uh, gave me a ring and was like, "Hey, like, what are you doing tomorrow?" And I was like, it's "Like, scheduled day off. Like, not much. I will probably like, play some mini sticks with like Moles' kids or something." He's like, "Oh, like, I guess you can enjoy a day off. Like, do you want to go play like in the NHL?" And I, was like, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "And I just like froze." And he's and he's like, "Hello," and I was like, yeah, "Sorry, what?" <laughs> And then he was like, yeah, like, do you want to play tomorrow? I was like, yeah, 100%. So, like, that went on. He was like, and all that. And he, he just, like, me and him were really close. So, like, it was, like, a good chat, like, afterwards, like, just saying, like, how exciting, like, everybody is for that. And I remember it was, like, 4.30 yard time. So, like, you put the three hours in here. So It's, like, 7.30. So, I I call my parents. i like, hey, like, you got to fight LA. Like, I'm playing my first game tomorrow. But there's only, like, so many fights a day. So, like, and, like, that time, like, People are like, oh, I got to get out of, there. like, Toronto, like, it's getting cold. Like, my parents are like, oh, we got to find flights. And, like, flights, I don't even know what – I didn't even want to know what they cost. So, like, they called me, and they like, okay, like, we booked flights. And I think they got to the – like, off the plane and drove right to Staples Center to watch, which was really cool And they stayed for the next game in oh. Anaheim. So, it was pretty cool. Is, yeah, so, is I-
0: there just, like, no practice? Sorry to jump in. Like, you don't even practice? You're just right in at a game?
2: I did, I did a morning skate, and that was a uh, – How, how think, does that go for you mentally? Like, you're not – within the A, so it's kind of easy transition. Okay. But then they're like, but it was just morning skate, right to the whiteboard, like any questions. I'm like, nope. All right, go cool play," Which yeah. is pretty cool.
1: And that game, like, I know, like, first game in the O, like, you're kind of scared and stuff. I can only imagine in the show. So, like, are you, your first shift, like, just, like, blacked out out there, just trying not to make a mistake?
2: So, like, my first shift was right side so i'm like oh perfect i'm on the wall lose the draw go through win the draw like give it to the d go to the net perfect and then the left wing, he's like no no like switch sides with me i'm like oh god i was like i've only mentally prepared for the right wing so i remember <laughs> we go out and just like leaning over and like i think we won the draw with your shoes i just like grabbed like the left winger going through and i just boxed them out for like three seconds and then then he just and then i just let him go and then after that like that whole game was just a blur like i remember just like we won two, which is huge like the boys were juiced and just makes it that much better the only thing that sucks is like we didn't suck but you're like you're so young and you're like oh i gotta put money on the board so i'm like instantly lost money on the board i'm like oh so yeah
1: oh what'd you put up what'd you put up
2: i think i put 640 bucks i worked i were 64, so 64 and i put up i think like a couple bucks for the trainer so like all in probably just around like a thousand which was fine but like you, you're like you don't, haven't seen a paycheck yet, and like you're just like, oh boy, there it goes, like a thousand bucks.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm in debt for a little bit, but I'll yeah. get paid back eventually. Um, yeah, that, that's hilarious. I, I love that. But um, quickly, I wanted to ask about your first NHL goal. So, like, when did it come, and who'd you score it on?
2: Oh, when did it come? Oh my god, <laughs> I think it was like November like 12th or something. That was uh, in St. Louis, end of the road trip, and uh, go put out for a D-zone draw. And then it went from Hagelin, chipped it out to uh, Kempe, and Kempe just threw a sweet sauce pass over Vince Dunn and just came to me, and I just put in, like, the pocket and just threw a high glove on Jake Allen, so pretty special, and I just remember I had a buddy from high school there, so, like, it was pretty cool to have, like, someone there I knew, and I just remember, like, I got my first goal, and then my roommate got his first, like, NHL out too, so it was just, like, it was pretty good timing for both of them, so it was pretty something pretty something special on the plane ride home, and then went on a bit of a run after that which is pretty cool
1: yeah that's sweet i know i was looking at your stats and stuff in that first year you had like eight talks you kind of yeah. for a rookie like what was going through your head were you just like holy shit, i'm a snipe shot like i'm the next ov or what's going on
2: not that i think it's just like i don't know like it was just like just wrong so like you don't get hot at hot but like last two years obviously like haven't produced the same so like you kind of just get that shock the system like not easy to do it's like you get you get all respect to those guys they can throw up 35 40 so easily because you know what like those goalies are good and you know what you might get one shot a game and if you mess it you're like oh you're like when's my next goal coming so it, i've been through the mental battle of like not scoring because in the a like off oh, the i put um, that's what i do and then you get caught in hl and like it's hard, a lot harder but i mean things happen and once you catch fire just kind of roll with it
1: you talked about yeah you talk about putting money on the board and stuff and it just kind of reminds me like the rookie duties and everything like that so rookie party LA did you guys do it in LA where did it go down was it in your first year or second year you got to experience it or like what happened there
2: and it was so sad so like my first year I called up we flew to Tampa and like we had to and everything ready to go like I wrote it out for all the boys and we got into I think Boston like 4 a.m. and like I got the call like hey like you're getting sent down tomorrow so I missed like my actual working party but we did the year after which was pretty sweet because the timing worked out so we played in Tampa so we did it in Tampa with all the boys and then it was Father's trip the day after so like my dad flew in like the day after working party so he got to see me like the day after and so like it was pretty cool because like it was one experience until another where like the things you dream of like an angel rookie party and then like your dad's on a week trip with you to watch games and everything so it's pretty special because like you go from one thing to another so it's kind of like just a cool experience
1: yeah it's dirty
0: what was like how much money you fork out on on rookie dinner it wasn't a lot like tampa's
2: pretty cheap but like i don't know i think it's it between like we had like six or seven guys so it wasn't too bad i think they cap around like seven grand so like I don't think we touched that number, which is nice. But <laughs> like it gets up there. Like I've heard a couple where it gets up there. Okay.
1: Well, you casually drop seven grand.
2: Yeah, no, like yeah, we didn't drop that. Like thank God. I remember I called my financial guy that day. I was like, hey, like it's tonight. Like I'm a little panicked. Like you gotta tell them like my it's gotta go through. Like I can't be the guy that like card declines. <laughs> but no, like but yeah, no. Tampa was good. So uh, it wasn't that high, which is nice. I woke up in the morning, and checked the bill, and I was like, okay. That's good. All right. That's hilarious. A lot of people want to know in the fan questions. I'm kind of curious too, but what's Drew Doughty like as a guy? Drew, a man. He's awesome. He's uh, one of the guys who really just helped me out throughout the years, whether, you know, I was playing or just, and like watching and just grinding with the bag of skates. He was one of the guys that I could bounce just like ideas off, like, and just see what he had to say. And he was one of the guys that always kept it light. Like, you know, when you can, I haven't played in a while. I get in there for like, after my first period, he's like, "Hey, like, keep going." Like, it's something good to hear. Like, he's always talking in the room, but he's as funny in a game as he is like around the boys. Like, you've seen the clips of on of him on Instagram, like TikTok, whatever. Like, he's he's that guy. No matter where he is, so brings all of life to the team. And I think he's one of those guys that's like a first battle Hall of Famer, no doubt. Yeah, his uh, his resume is pretty pretty unbelievable. <laughs> Actually, um, not bad.
1: Grass, grass, quickly. I just want to hop in. Speaking of, like, guys you play with, like, did you spend much time with Q this year?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Q is my neighbor this year, so uh, <laughs> I'd see him a lot this year. And I played with him for, like, a couple games. I was down in Ontario this year, and then I'd just see him around. And then obviously when he was up at the Kings there. So, yeah, we have uh, a little room 10 thing. So, like, we're all boys, and we have a Snapchat group and all that. And he's been trying to golf with me, so I'll get a couple rounds with him, so – But no, Q is a beauty, and he's going to be a stud. So it's going to be cool to see him grow.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, he's a stud. We had him on the pod, I think, like second episode. And uh, just one more like, quick one, just NHL in general, not even LA specific. But a lot of people, like our listeners, they hear about kind of the glamour of the NHL. We talk about it with all our guests. But as a guy who's up and down, what's? can you talk about that grind? It's maybe not the most glamorous thing in the world. And like the mental grind, too, on you, How how you took that.
2: Yeah, obviously it's a bit of a mental grind because, like, you see, if you're going down, other kid's coming up usually, and it's just, like, one of those, you're like, all right, like, now you got to grind down below and be that guy. If, like, they need a call-up, like, you come first. So it's one of those, but, I mean, at the end of the day, like, i got to play pro hockey. It's better than working on 9 to 5, and it's something I worked out, worked to do my whole life. But, I mean, just, like, the whole grind aspect, like, mentally, it can can wear on you. Like, you guys can probably attest to this best, like, when you get it's easier to get that rhythm, like where you're playing and practicing every day versus like where you play a game and then you miss like four or five and then you get thrown in and you're like, okay, like can't make any mistakes. Like gotta be like perfect in all three ends. And sometimes I have, like sometimes you think you played your best game. And then like you walk in the next day and after a win on back to back and you're not playing and like, you're like, like what, what went on? Like, like you could have had like a pretty good night. All majority of offense, like no, like no dashes, like, just a solid game with your fourth line. But I mean, I think that's kind of what I learned the past year. It's just, you know what, like you, you don't control out your control. Like you can go on the coach's office and ask like what's going on and all that. And whether they you want to tell you like the truth or just be okay. Like, hey, like, you know what, there's other guys you got to test out, but LA was good with that. Like I could go in and talk to Todd and say, like, hey, okay, like what I got to do. And you can show me clips or just talk about it. But I think it's just, uh, one of those things, like, you, you got to learn that.
1: All right, yeah, we've touched on uh, LA enough, so we'll, we'll kind of switch it over to Nashville quickly before we get into the fan questions. But, like, have they talked to you at all or, like, gave you any direction on what's going to happen here at camp or kind of where you're going to fit in there?
2: Yeah, no, it's been good. Like, uh, free to see with Wednesday. and I signed. I've talked to them basically every day except for the weekend and just meeting everybody through emails or just phone calls and just whether it's talking to Coach Hines it's been good. I mean, kind of just come to camp ready to go. Like, obviously, being 24, I've been through it all. Well, not all, obviously, but, like, camps and all that. So, just don't tiptoe in. Like, come in, like, ready to go and try and, like, earn a spot. Like, they got a young forward crop there. And I think, you know, if I come in and just show well, like, there's an opportunity to get games and maybe stick with them. So, just come with that attitude where, like, you know, you puck a puck in a corner, like, I'll be the guy to come out with that kind of thing. Like, you know, I just – work the tail off, whether it's in the gym for testing or just a workout or on the ice, like, you can't knock a guy that just works hard and just grinds. And, I mean, they play a good style It fits me, like, just a good, de- like, start some defense, but also, like, very offensive. So, if you can uh, work all three ends of the ice here, I think it'll be a good fit. And I think know uh, Noah kind of plays my advantage playing with L.A., who is very good defensively.
1: Going to Nashville now, like, are you a country music guy? Oh, yeah, I'm a big uh, Boots and Hearts guy, so
2: used to Huge. go a bunch before uh, before the COVID shut down, but even now, like, I'm seeing, like, I've been looking at just dates at, like, Bridgestone Arena and everything. Like, when I go down, about, like, who I can see and all that, but, like, I want to get on, like, the highway and, like, meet Stormy Warren and all those guys because, I mean, I listen to those guys all the time. So it would be pretty cool, like, to get down there and to see, like, the atmosphere because I've really never just gone to seeing the city. When we go for games, it's usually, like, we get in that night and then, we're out of there the next day, so just to uh, go and get to see like the lay of the land will be cool.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be disgusting. Like you love boots and hearts. Like I, I went to boots like whatever it was like since COVID or whatever. But yeah. you go in there and then you're legit living in boots and hearts. You're you're living, and then you got Stormy Warren and the boys from Serious. Like that's actually sick. You have so much. Yeah,
2: which would be cool. Like I'm gonna have to get some boots and like a cowboy hat and all that, which would be kind of jokes, but like it's gonna be cool like i've never really been like anywhere else other than like toronto or california so like change of scenery would be nice and just like my buddies are pretty excited <laughs> that i ended up there like they're already planning vacation days for work so <laughs> it's pretty cool no that's like that's like me
0: i'm already booking my flights to san jose to see cards either um yeah yeah so we can take it into some fan questions we got a bunch i picked a couple of good ones but uh the one main staple every time everyone always wants to know the guest what stick you use and what specs.
2: I got the the new Warrior. I don't even know what it's called. They the new silver one. They just sent it to me, and I just use it. I'm not that not into too uh too much of like what kind of stick it is. Like I'm just the old uh, P28 with uh, I think I'm like a 77 flex. I'm not much of a slap shot guy, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah, I got the Warrior, and then I got like the. The round shaft so just one of those but not a fat blade guy. Okay. Not really not really in there to take draws or that, so I kinda just keep it keep it simple. I
0: think cards can you confirm maybe the first warrior guy we've had on? Fetz. Oh okay. Fetz is
1: a big warrior guy.
0: Yeah okay. yeah he is.
1: It's the second. Okay.
0: So um next one. How do you pass the time on the road, like whether
2: it's on the plane or just in the hotel? Um Minus COVID season, uh, you get on a plane, there's, like, two or three card tables. So, uh like, if you get in with a card table, boys, like, if they need, ever need, a like, a rotation guy, like, you get taps. Like, I remember like, probably, like, halfway through my first year, like, if they need a rotation guy, like, I could be sleeping. Like, I'd be getting taps on the shoulder, like, hey, like, let's go. Like, you're playing cards. and I did, yeah. <laughs> So, you play cards and that, and then you have, like, a team suite. So, you have, like, a hotel room on the road with, like, Normatex and all that, water, snacks, so, like, and then you just got a huge card game going in there. It's, like, your hotel phone will ring. It's, like, card room, like, five minutes. You go down there. Or, like, you just, like, walk to town with a couple of guys, go for dinner, but, like, depends. Like, this year was a huge Xbox thing. Like, we all bought portable Xbox, like, things, so we're doing that. I remember, like, Doughty finally got into, like, Warzone and everything, so he was fun to play with, but... Depends on like the place too, but most times like you play cards and just like team things. Yeah. Who's who's the best like war zone player video game player on LA? Oh my god, Kempe was insanely good. Like he played okay. with like Nick Merck's and all that. So, like, oh he's, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's real good. So I That's don't play with those guys, I play with a little less quality guys.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Um if you couldn't play hockey, what would you be doing? Oh, I don't know. I played baseball growing up, so like, hopefully baseball maybe, but, I don't know, maybe go to school and try and get, like, a business degree and work from there, but I don't know. Who knows? Like, yeah. you guys can probably test this. Like, growing up playing hockey, like, there's not too many thoughts. Like, parents will ask, like, like what's your plan for after hockey? I'm like, right now I'm kind of just focused on, like, making it a full-time thing, like, make the NHL full-time. But, obviously, like, setback happens. Like, you get to work. Like, maybe I start online university. Like, Throughout the summers, but right now it's kind of just keep the grind going. But who knows, maybe business.
0: Yeah. Do you have like a when you retire as a player, do you want to keep working in hockey? Is, do you have like any thought about that?
2: Yeah, like a little bit. Like, I don't know if I want to be like a head coach or anything, like, but I could be, I like see where I am in life and like where I'm at with like my family and all that. But like being like an OHL assistant coach, I like, like the best job ever, like, you got to shoot the, sh- with the boys, like, you got to run the peeper. And like all well, the boys are like, you walk in on like a Monday and you're like, okay, like what happened on like the day off? And you get to hear all the stories, but like, you're like the guy that doesn't tell the coach, like what the boys did. Yeah. So like I had a couple of those in Hamilton and Belleville, So like seeing what those guys like heard and the coach walk in and it's like, yeah, like I at home all day on my day off. So I want to be like an assistant coach because like that guy has a little more freedom to be like, to get to know the boys a little bit better and like on like a personal side, like and all that, but. Whatever comes my way, like a development coach would be cool too. Like I think being able to like watch a kid grow from like the time you get to work with them to like the time he makes it's really cool. Like I gotta obviously see that firsthand with like myself, with like the two deaf coaches I worked with. So it's pretty cool. I think I also want to stay inside of hockey, like something I love to do and I think it's something like I can help somebody else with.
0: So I'm kinda of just curious when it just uh, sparked in my brain after you so you obviously mentioned OHL assistant coach, you can be one of the boys, all that stuff. What's it like in the NHL? Are the coaching staff are they can, can the assistants be your boys or is it like really professional? How does that go down at least in your experience?
2: It's a little more professional. Like they're like they're there to do a job too. Like if you don't get results, like now you see it more. Like it's just not the coach that goes. It's like whoever his staff is. So so I wouldn't say like it's as thing, but you see them more. Like they're they're around the room a little bit more, and like they'll pull you aside and talk to you a bit more. It's more like it's more like that. Like they're not like figuring out like what you did but it's kind of cool like you know what they put like we had trent yanni who uh, on the d side who like coach a bunch of like my buddies who are a little bit older so like i gotta talk to them and see what he's about so i got like but no overall like assistant coaches are cool dudes
0: okay um a couple more like two or three more what's a day in the life like for you
2: on a home game day home game day so morning skates are like 10:30 for home teams But, like, we have a practice facility, so, like, we don't go to the rink. So, like, you wake up, I probably, you get there probably, like, eight-ish. And then, like, there's breakfast. Like, we have, like, a team chef. like, you have breakfast at the rink and all that. And then uh, you go upstairs, you do, like, that. Like, our strength coach, uh, Matt Price in L.A., would have, like, the day, like, who we're playing. And, like, it would be, like, a warm-up, stretching, all that. Then it would be, like, a couple of explosive things, to get, like, your body going before the skate. And then you'd have PP PK, no, just PP usually. With LA, they did PP in the mornings before morning skate, and then you'd wheel out at ten thirty, go get one or pregame. So like we all had a spot. We'd and it's kind of nice. Like you rotate paying. So like you go like all these weeks, without paying like oh this is sweet, you're saving money. Then like you get the door. like okay, not around, not making any money. And then pregame nap from like one to three. Go to the rink. Get their like, LA traffic. Could be like a two and a half hour drive for like a twenty minute drive, but you get there and then you kind of just go on a dry sog, tape your sticks, and it goes PKPP, and then you just go play sewer for a bit, warm up, and then you just you just get going.
1: Wait, okay. so how do you know to leave early or not with the traffic? Like, are guys showing up late every game? Like, what's the deal there?
2: No, most guys are pretty good. Like, I would assume most guys leave around like three thirty, three forty-five. And then you get there, like, five-ish. Wow.
0: That's a pain, man. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, for, like, Monday, if it's Monday, Tuesday, it's not as bad. But later again in the week, the worse it gets. So, like, I think when we play, like, Thursday nights, it's, like, you're leaving, like, right at 3.30, 3.40. You remember this year, you need, like, a COVID credential to, like, get into the rink. <laughs> and it's, like, our home opener. And, like, I'm driving, like, my COVID credential, like, almost flies out the window and I had a full on panic attack. I'm like, if this go out the window like, I can't stop. But then there's guys like who forget it and like they get to the rank they're like, man, like I'm not making it home or like I can't turn around when they realize. So like but like safe center's good, like they knew who we were so they'd let you through. But there's like some places like Minnesota had like a three person check in that would go like I gotta check your temperature, then like your pass and all that. So some people like, but it's kind of crazy, like if you forget something, like you're not going back to get it, like you're not making it.
0: Um what's what's your pregame meal? Like you go out and
2: what do you get? Uh just got like a pasta with white sauce and then just like bread of chicken, not big red sauce guy, so Okay. Uh
0: last fan question here. I don't know. Someone said, Did you play with Paul Bissonette
2: No, he was there when I blacked Ace, so he was hurt. I think he had like knee surgery or something, so he was he was hurt, so I was just like, I'd be hanging out with those guys because I was a black geese. You wait for them to practice and everything, and then you go on. Yeah. So, hey, he'd be like making jokes and all that. And I, that's how like the Gucci belt and all that came out, and, like the Louis Vuitton Don came out because I think it was like our first game. Like, I was a black I was black ace that I could play, so I was up top of him. He like, took a video of my belt, and then we went on the road, and like, I just brought a toy tree kit, and I was like, oh, I'm not gonna bring it on the road because like, knowing me, I'll forget it or something. So I put it in like a plastic bag. And they took a video like going into my bag and like taking like the head coach's office, like look at Luffers like toiletry kit, but look at his belt. It's like that went all over everything. (laughs) And then he like reenacted like the Home Alone skit with me because like he thought I looked like the kid from Home Alone. So every time I went to Cleveland for like the last couple years, a fan would always bring my face on a cutout and like tape it to the glass beside the bench. Like the first and the third, I'd always look at it, and I'm like, why? Oh, yeah, he's. Yeah, he gave me some good jokes early on. He's he's just an he
0: must be like an absolute character. Like he said, I mean, I I listened to checklists and stuff. Like I I know he's hilarious, but just like playing with him or being around him, that must be ridiculous, man.
2: Yeah, no, he was good. He was good, and then I did the checklists with him, so he was funny. But yeah, no, I still talked to him a little bit here and there. But no, he was unreal to have. Like he cracked me up and kind of helped me settle in pretty quick as a nineteen-year-old going into that kind of a setting
1: that's yeah. that's hilarious yeah um
2: that's all from me
0: you got anything else cards
1: no i mean we've had luffer on for a while now a lot of good stuff here and well actually b- say- yeah before we wrap it up cards, yeah. before, just, we're gonna yeah, send
0: yeah. you an axle watch luffer from our wow, sponsor look at that So, uh, we'll, we'll send you the website. You can pick which one you want. I got this nice blue one, but you can choose what you want. We'll send it to you as like a thank you for coming on.
1: Yeah, no, you'll be, uh, looking good in Nashville this year with your new watch on. And, uh, no, just thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it and all the best with the new team.
2: Yeah, no boys. Thanks very much. Happy to be on and good luck with you in San Jose. Cheers. All right. I want to thank Matt
0: Love for that. That was a great interview. Really funny. Just, uh. Sick, sick one. what do you think of that cards?
1: Yeah, I know he's a beauty. Uh, good to hear from him. Kind of see what he's doing. Obviously a big, uh, off season signing for him. So excited to see what happens with him in Smashville there, but, uh, nice little reaction too when we mentioned, we were giving him the watch. He's pretty psyched out about that. So that's pretty, pretty good to see our sponsor at Axel hooking the boys up. But, uh, just want to give a shout out to the few of the boys who are in Calgary right now. And actually a little funny story for the guys at the world junior camp showcase, uh, We have a bunch of our former guests there to be honest. Like, we got a showbound alum O'Rourke, Fats, JT, Clarky, Hoffman, Forey, like Q would be there. I don't know. The list, I don't want to
0: leave anyone out. I bet there's more.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're probably leaving some guys out, unfortunately. Eh, So be it. Sorry, boy. (laughs) Um, but uh, yeah, we may have some potential guests coming from that camp too. But actually, funny story. So Fetz and JT obviously were all really close boys. We hang out like every day in the summer. So, um, they're playing in a scrimmage and Fetz was like getting mad at like another guy in the game, and he like he didn't realize that it was JT. Like he so he two-handed this guy and he thought it was the guy like he was getting mad at, and he gave him a good rip. And uh turns around and it's JT and JT's like what the effects like effects felt so bad for this guy man called <laughs> me he goes like i slashed jt i felt so bad so uh there's a funny clip maybe we'll post it on the insta or something like that to give a, a little showbound bump to the two alumni going at it hard battling for their jobs
0: oh that's that's hilarious man but yeah there's no no friends out there once once you're on the ice so it is what it is
1: um no, for sure
0: i think with all the showbound alum we've kind of it feels weird calling them showbound alum, but showbound guests we've had that are over there now. We're like we're like the best development league, I think, for these prospects. They got to come on showbound. They get that extra publicity to go to World Jays Camp and you know yeah. propel their career. So for all the prospects, the top <laughs> prospects, you know, showbound, we're we're welcome to have you guys on if you wanna, you know, have a good chance at making the NHL.
1: Yeah, it makes sense, right? But uh, no, I think that it for you asked.
0: Yeah, I don't really have anything else. Just uh, hanging out, you know, August. Big, big last month of summer kind of before I kick things back up with the hockey season. So just trying to have a good month.
1: You know what I saw from Dave Portnoy the other day? I saw him tweet people who give up in uh, August. August. Dude, that's so true though. (sighs) Like so many, like I get it for hockey players and stuff, but like for average people who do the same thing in August as they'd be doing in January for their lifestyle and job and everything. Why are you giving up on summer? August is going to be like, we're going to get back into the heat here. We're going to hit like 25, 30 every day and we're going to love life again. So everyone don't give up on summer until about mid September. Then you can switch gears till then full tilt.
0: Yeah. August is like the best summer month, man. I mean, it, it'll be, it'll be a fun August for all the showbound community here. So, I mean, enjoy your August. We'll send it over to cards. Take away with the outro here.
1: Yeah. Just don't give up on your summer. Enjoy your day. Enjoy every week. Enjoy every minute of summer because the sun only lasts in Ontario for so long. And with that being said, I'm going to send it off for this week and we'll see you here next week. Have a good one.